Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. Lots of chatter today uh, in regard to a house explosion. A Tuesday afternoon killed one woman and leaving nine others with injuries. The blast damaged at least two dozen other homes, forced people in nearby homes to evacuate. Uh, police and fire officials uh, have set up a perimeter around the blast site, did that last night. And uh, Mississauga Fire Chief Tim Beckett says uh, homes suffered extensive damage. He says uh, only when the site is safe and secure will residents be allowed back into their homes. Couldn't say when that's going to happen. Uh, adds that uh, the uh, cause of the explosion at this point is not known. Uh, Mississauga Mayor Bonnie Crombie uh, brought up a good, uh, a valuable point, and that being that uh, this was before a lot of people got home from work. So if you've seen the aerial shots of this neighborhood, it's it's just amazing, the debris field, and, and how far uh, pieces of this uh, home scattered. We've got a clip here from the fire chief. We'll start with that. We're going to have a team of building inspectors inspectors and fire inspectors working the area to determine what types of damage that we have. Uh, and the police chief had this to say. We want to thank the first responders for the outstanding work they, that they have done to allay fears. Residents were concerned for the uncertainty, what had happened, what will happen, will it happen again? And we want to thank the first responders for being present to help with our resident safety. And also, I should add that uh, there was also lots of chatter on social media in regard to how the community stepped up and helped each other uh, in this time of need. And, uh, you know, obviously you can imagine, especially when you see some of the footage of uh, right after this explosion, how uh, it just the place looks like a war zone with pieces of uh, of debris literally scattering, uh, you know, a full block area and people just standing around wondering what the heck just happened. Uh, obviously, as you heard the police and fire chief say, uh, until the whole area is secured, they can't even go, uh, begin to uh, figure out what has happened. There's lots of speculation at this point. Uh, but again, until we have uh, all the information in from officials and the site can be secured, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's strictly speculation at this point. So what happens after something like this happens in a neighborhood? What do you do? Where do you go? How do you mobilize? How do you, what's next? Simple as that. Uh, Kathleen Kalon is with a spokesperson for the Red Cross who uh, are obviously monitoring this situation. And Kathleen joins us now. Good afternoon, Kathleen. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, explain to us what the Red Cross role would be in a situation like this. So yesterday when we heard of the explosion, um, we actually just mobilized our teams and were on alert because we, we thought that we could, um, our, our assistance could be requested, and it was requested. Um, we've been working with municipal officials to help support the people who have been evacuated from their homes. Um, specifically, the region of Peel asked for our support, and what we're doing is providing reception and inquiry services to the residents uh, who were evacuated. Um, what that means means is, um, you know, registration is really important because it helps families find one another when mm. something like this occurs. So as you mentioned, this happened while people were at work. So if you think about that, maybe two family members were separated, that they were at their own workplace, and when they found out the news, they didn't know where each other was. So we register people. We actually register. We help five people um, or five families be reunified uh, who had been separated. And um, it's a really important service that we provide 
devastated um, following a disaster. Uh, we understand. I can imagine how that's probably the most important thing is to try to get a hold of everybody and find their whereabouts. You know, it's one of the most important things. Obviously, meeting people's immediate needs um, is also very important. So we've also um, uh, assisted with accommodations um, for four individuals. Now, most luckily, most of the people who were affected in this area um, were able to find alternative accommodations last night, and uh, with the exception of four people. So we assisted them um, uh, to, to, for somewhere so they had somewhere to stay last night. And we're, um, we're at the reception center right now and continue to uh, register people and conduct needs assessments if, if people needed further assistance. Uh, and where are you? Do you guys have a, a central post that you're working out of at this point? We're out of the Burnham Thorpe Community Center, which right. is the main registration center where evacuees um, uh, for this, uh, this area have been told to go. So to date, we've registered 72 clients, um, and we've had 12 volunteers um, working at the center. And so I guess this is where the majority of people went right after the accident or explosion, I should say. They did. And I mean, I think it's it, at any time of a disaster, people want information. And so... Um, my colleagues at the at the reception center have been telling me people really just want to know um, when they can go home, and unfortunately, that's mm. not information that we have at this time. And so, um, I think it, it also raises an important point that disasters can just happen at at any time. And I was I was just at the reception center speaking with a client, and one of the things that she said to me is it just happened so quickly, and she mm. can't believe how quickly she was displaced. And um, that's the thing with the disasters. You just don't know when it's going to happen. And most Canadians don't think it's going to happen to them. I, I recently came back from uh, Alberta where I was assisting with the Alberta fires, and that was one of the main things I heard from people is they, they couldn't believe it happened to them. Hmm. Any idea how many people, how many families are affected with uh, or, or are displaced? I don't have that number, but as I, as I said, 72 people have registered for the, um, with the Red Cross, so we know that those folks are out of their homes right now, um, and they have registered with the Red Cross. And uh, obviously, situations like this, if you were talking about Fort McMurray, it, it was the same there. Uh, people thought, well, this would be a minor disruption, but they could be out for quite a while, couldn't they? Well, I mean, this is the thing, is we just don't know. And with disasters, there's so many factors, and every disaster is different. Um, so, you know, I would imagine that people have to, you know, um, officials have to go and look at hydro lines and water lines and make sure things are safe and secure. Um, so this is the thing, and that's why we really encourage Canadians to be prepared for 72 hours. And one of the things is, um, you know, it wouldn't have mattered if they had an emergency preparedness, emergency preparedness kit at their home if they weren't home. So we definitely encourage people to keep... Um, contact numbers or an emergency preparedness kit in their car or at the workplace because in this case people weren't home which was a lucky thing. What should be in a emergency preparedness kit? So we recommend having enough water um, and canned food for 72 hours. One of the most important things that I have in my emergency preparedness kit is a list of contact numbers. Mm. So, um, you know, people to call, and yes, we all have cell phones, but what if, for example, you don't have your phone or your phone died? You don't and that was, an issue in For- that was an issue in Fort McMurray as towers started going down. Yeah, it was an issue there. So um, I, I, uh, I save my contact list into the cloud, so I have it accessible everywhere, but I also have a, um, uh, a printed out document of contact important contact numbers in my community and also that are important to me um, and anything on hand like prescriptions or your doctor's number um, that's really important as well 
Uh, what about feeding people in a scenario like this, uh, even if they're just coming into a community centre? How does all that happen? Um, well, it depends on the situation. In this case, I, I know that um, the region appeal and the centre, they seem to be uh, providing some food for folks at the, at the um, community centre there. Um, you know, in the case of Fort McMurray, when people were going to uh, large evacuation centres, you know, the city was providing food. In some cases, the Red Cross provides food or food vouchers. So it really depends on the situation. Uh, how difficult to mobilise a plan like this? For example... Um, um, uh, looking at the situation that happened that you're dealing with now in Mississauga, uh, mm-hmm. there's a terrible explosion. Um, within moments, like you said, lots of people's lives are changed. What happens then? How, how, does, the, how does the Red Cross mobilize? So um, it, it differs from community to community, but we do work really closely with municipal um, officials. So, for example, um, the fire officials and the region of Peel. And we do ongoing planning with them so we can mobilize quickly and respond to these disasters. Uh, so we would have been notified yesterday that this disaster occurred. And obviously, we saw news coverage of it as well. So we would start to call our volunteers, make sure they're on standby. Um, our supplies are ready to go uh, when we got word that uh, the region appeal needed some extra support in terms of the registration and inquiry, then we were able to just um, deploy our volunteers out to the center immediately. What about emotional or psychological support? I can imagine if you're in a neighborhood and something like this happens, it's pretty traumatic. It is. It is uh, extremely traumatic. Um, you know, I can't speak for the region of Peel and, and Fire in terms of what they're doing there. I know our volunteers, um, you know, are trained to also provide comfort and care to people uh, when they come in because they have been through a traumatic experience. And I can say I was, you know, I was just at the reception center and, and a woman came in and she was, I wouldn't say she was distraught, but she just, she was just in disbelief. Yeah. And, um, it's really, you know, I, I, I just listened to her and I, uh, and to what she was going through. And I think sometimes people just, they need, they need someone to listen. Hmm. Uh, at this point, it would appear that, uh, you know, any immediate danger is over. How does your role change as you move forward with this? So uh, we do work really closely with municipal officials, and this is the case uh, for this explosion. And so um, if the region of Peel needed additional services, then we would work with them on that um, based on the needs of of the evacuees at this time. Uh, Are you surprised that there was only one fatality in something like this? Um, I'm thankful that there was only one fatality. I mean, I think Mayor Crombie um, made a very good point that people were at work, and um, I think everyone is really thankful. Um, of course, our, our condolences go out mm. to that family because there was one fatality, and um, we can't forget that. So our, our condolences do go out to the, the family of that individual. We've also heard lots about, uh, specifically on social media, about how the community did come together and, and, and try to help each other out as, as much they could in the aftermath of all of this. Can you add any to that? anything to that? I think um, I have seen the best in humanity come out through disasters and it's you know there's there's so many crazy things that go on in the world but when when disasters happen i have seen communities come together and help their their fellow residents their neighbors and it it really um it always makes me 
proud to be Canadian. It makes me proud to to be in Mississauga, and I think that they um, this is this is not uncommon. Um, and I'm I'm so happy to hear it happened again. Uh, we were just hearing, uh, oddly enough, a few days ago, uh, statements from the Red Cross saying how much had been donated over the course of the Fort McMurray Fund, and uh, uh, the same sort of sentiment there. It was amazing the way people rallied around. Oh, it was incredible. I um, I was in for, I, I went out to Alberta, um, you know, hours after the evacuees started leaving, and um, I the the support uh, for the people of Fort McMurray has been absolutely incredible, and and very very moving. Um, it really was not just in Alberta; it was from coast to coast, and and we at the Red Cross, we just want to thank Canadians as well for their continued support, not just for the people of Fort McMurray, but um, for their continued support. And uh, do, uh, ditto, that goes back at you. Thank you for having these uh, templates and preparedness plans already, so when things do like this happen, and we're all standing around wondering what the heck to do, you people come in and uh, offer what you can in order to get, uh, you know, to get comfort to these people. Uh, Kathleen Kalen has been with us, spokesperson for the Red Cross. Again, Kathleen, pass along. Uh, thanks so much for all the great work that the Red Cross does. And if people uh, so feel inclined to uh, make a donation, uh, where, can we, where can we go, Kathleen? What's the best way? So we're actually not taking donations for this specific response, but what we do say is we gratefully accept donations um, to our Canadian Disaster Relief Fund. It basically en- en- enables us to be able to respond like we did uh, today and yesterday. So nothing, no emergency, nothing needed in regard to the Mississauga explosion from the not community? Not at this time, no. All right, Kathleen, thanks very much. Good luck. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Kathleen Kalon has been with a spokesperson for the Red Cross. Uh, fire officials say they are still not sure what may have caused the explosion of a home in Mississauga, which uh, literally just uh, changed a neighborhood, and certainly a block uh, of that neighborhood uh, within split seconds. And uh, it's great to see that people like the Red Cross are in place. So when these emergencies do happen, big or small, uh, they can get in and provide some comfort and some guidance for people.